Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. After months and months and months of speculation, we finally have word that many Americans will receive $10,000 of student loan forgiveness. Will that be you? Will it make a difference in your life? And what do you need to know all in this special episode? Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back to the show. It is so good to have you here. Now, you know, if you've been listening to this show for a while, I don't always do super topical episodes because with money, headlines just come and go pretty fast. So by the time I got an episode out, probably that money headline would be, it had come and gone and maybe no longer relevant. But this is a headline we've all been waiting for. And it's a big one, a once in a lifetime headline, student loan forgiveness. This is something we have been waiting on bated breath for quite some time. And there's also a lot of discussion 
over student loan forgiveness. Some people like it, some people don't like it. And those are very polarizing opinions. But I say, show me the money. And if you don't get the reference, please go watch Jerry Maguire right now. But this is something that I believe personally has needed to happen. I mean, we need a whole student loan reform. We need a whole reform of college costs, of expectations on young 20-year-olds that graduate from college with massive amounts of student loan debt. I mean, it's just, it's gotten to the place where ridiculous isn't even the right word you can use. So I want to do a deep dive and talk about all the specifics and then talk about student loan debt payoff just as a goal, a goal you might have. Because I know if you're listening right now and you have student loan debt, you want those loans paid off ASAP and you don't care quite how that happens. You just want to get rid of those loans. I know for so many of you listening who have written in over the years, you've shared just the burden that student loan debt has on you. I know that it can stop you from being able to achieve so many of your money goals. There's a lot of fear and anxiety over those student loan payments. Um, I know as careers kind of fluctuate, uh, sometimes there are months where you just can't afford a massive student loan payment. And a lot of people are left kind of struggling to figure out, well, what do I pay? And and um, what happens if I don't pay my student loans? And it's just, it goes back then to really thinking about, were they even worth it? I have loans from getting a master's degree. I have an MBA degree. And I had to pay for that all out of pocket myself. And it was very expensive. It was over $60,000. And at the time, I didn't really blink at the $60,000 because I wanted the the master's in business and I thought it would propel my career, which it did, but it came with a very hefty price. That $60,000 amortized over the loan payoff that I had turned into $80,000 very quickly. And so, you know, no matter what the amount of student loan debt you have is, I know it can feel really daunting really just frustrating and you can just get really pissed off at times. So the question that was looming over the Biden administration was how much debt was going to be forgiven and to whom? When President Biden was running for office, this was one of the things he wanted to hang his hat on was student loan forgiveness, some sort of reform over student loans. And there was this question of, is this constitutional? Can he do this? Can he not do this? If he can do this, why hasn't this been done before? And why wouldn't we just wipe out everyone's student loans? I mean, there's a lot of conversations over this. And I certainly don't know everything that has happened, or I should say even a fraction of what has happened. But what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode is what I do know. So again, over the last few years, there was a lot of speculation that was somewhere between debts around $10,000 being paid off up to maybe $50,000 being forgiven. And obviously, if you have a student loan debt, you'd much prefer $50,000 just be wiped clean. But that always seemed like a big kind of long shot for me. I mean, that's a massive amount of money. I mean, $10,000 is still a huge, huge reform. But $50,000, although I was really hoping that would happen, still felt like that's a big step <laughs> for us to get from no student loan forgiveness up to that point. That was a big leap. So 
that's a lot of money. And if you multiply that by how many people would qualify, that $50,000 number just got very, very large. So also, if you think back to all the stimulus payments over the last couple of years, there are largely uh, a couple of core reasons why a lot of people are thinking that this student loan forgiveness will actually cause inflation to go up because that's what happened when we pumped all this money in with the stimulus. And we all know that uh, the inflation has gotten a little bit crazy, to put it mildly. If you've gone to the gas station or the grocery store, you bought anything. Everything is just costing more. It's taking longer. Things are out of stock. This is just a period right now that doesn't feel very comfortable. And so the idea of creating more inflation on top of the inflation we have now is something that everyone in the administration was trying to figure out. How do we avoid this? So again, I'm not a politician and I don't understand everything that goes on economically behind this, but I know the idea was, well, if we went with a $10,000 amount, we feel like it might not have that big of an impact on inflation. So we shall see. We shall see. Everything is we shall see, right? We are all just kind of passengers <laughs> in this life experience, and we're just kind of doing the best we can. So what we do know is that we all need to pause, I think, and recognize this for the enormity that it is, whether you like it or not. As Scott Buchanan, the executive director of the Student Loan Servicing Alliance, he said in a recent New York Times article, we are in unprecedented territory. There has never been done before. So there have been a lot of people opposing this for a lot of reasons. And the most common I have seen is one that it isn't fair to those that have already worked hard to pay off their student loan debt. So if you paid off your student loan debt and you're listening to this episode and you're maybe a little upset, like, why did I have to pay off all my student loans and somebody else just gets $10,000 waived? Yeah, I get it. I get that that might be super frustrating. I try to look at it from the frame of, well, change has been needed to happen for a long time. And so we can't control who benefits from that necessarily. So I just am happy for those people that have benefited from it. But it's still, I understand. I understand the rub. And the second reason that a lot of people oppose this is that student loan forgiveness wouldn't help lower income people. And that is who this is actually meant to help. And there are a lot of other various reasons. So I don't know about you. But again, I find that we are living in this very polarizing time. Almost any issue we talk about, it's going to be polarizing. There are people on this side and people on that side, and they're just going to butt heads. So I would imagine that in the coming months, there's going to be a lot of debate about whether this was the right thing to do, not the right thing to do. And again, you're listening, you're probably going to have your own personal opinions about this, and you are absolutely entitled to have your own personal opinions about this. So let's start with some of the facts. So now we know that the number is going to be $10,000, but that $10,000 comes with certain parameters, right? And the, these are important to talk about. So borrowers who make less than $125,000 if you're single or $250,000 if you're married, that's pretty big, you are eligible if you have federal loans, 
for this $10,000. Now, these can be undergraduate loans, they can be graduate loans, and they can be PLUS loans. Also, if you have Pell Grants, you're eligible for $20,000 in loan forgiveness. So that's big if you have if you have a Pell Grant. And the cool part about this, and this is still being... So being worked out how this is how this is going to, I don't know how this is going to impact everything, but this is not going to be a taxable event for you. So if you have $10,000 of student loan that is forgiven, you will not have tax consequences because of this. Now, there are some states that are saying, okay, yes, you will not have a taxable event on a federal level, but you might have some tax consequences on a state level. So if you are someone where you're going to have some of this, um, some of your student loan forgiven, and you work with an accountant or a CPA, my advice is you just check with them just so that you understand, make sure that there isn't thing, anything you need to plan for on the state level. So again, if you're not sure what kind of loans you have, I'm going to kind of echo this statement over and over in this episode is contact your loan servicing company ASAP. Yes, they're going to be bogged down. You're probably going to be on a long whole time. And there's probably not a lot of answers that they have about what's going to happen. But what they can tell you is what type of loan you have so that you know ahead of time. So another caveat, let's say that you owe any amount under $10,000. Let's just pick $8,000 out of the air for your student loans. That means you're going to get the entire $8,000 forgiven if you fall under these guidelines, all right? So it's not like they're going to forgive your $8,000 and then give you a check for $2,000. That's not going to happen. So if you have student loan balance that is under that $10,000 mark, that is where this will come in and alleviate that amount of debt. So from the studentaid.gov website, which is really kind of the the home place for student loans, they have some really interesting stats. So they say that nearly 8 million borrowers may be eligible to receive relief automatically because of the income data that is already available to the U.S. Department of Education. If the U.S. Department of Education doesn't have your income data, or if you don't know if they have your income data, the administration is going to launch a simple application in the coming weeks. This is important, my friends, all right? And if you would like to be notified by the U.S. Department of Education when the application is open, yes, please, sign up at the Department of Education subscription page. I am going to have that link in the show notes, all right? I suggest that everybody who thinks they might qualify for this go over and fill out this simple application when it is live. This is a time where you want to cross the T's and dot the I's and make sure that you're following all the procedures so that you can actually get this relief. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. 
That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, 
and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in The Daily Book Club. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. A couple of other really interesting stats I found was that $10,000 in student loan forgiveness for most borrowers would eliminate the student debt for 16 million borrowers, according to the Center for American Progress. 43 million are eligible for debt relief. And get this, nearly one in three student loan borrowers would have their student loan debt completely wiped out through this initiative. That's big. That is big, my friend. So in addition, they're also pausing student loan payments until January 1st, 2023. So if you're one of those where you've had your payments on pause, you have a few extra months to either save up for those remaining payments or route your extra cash towards any of your other money goals, all right? Or maybe just the holidays, right? Because we know that time coming up, it's going to be really expensive. So the education department, they're going to be announcing in the upcoming week to two weeks or so how borrowers can claim the student loan forgiveness relief. And again, likely there is going to be an application, a simple application that you need to complete. Now, I find this really interesting because what's going to happen, and I'm sure that they have statistically worked this out to a T, is that there's going to be a lot of borrowers who actually qualify for this, who don't complete the application in the time period that is needed to complete this, 
and will thus not be eligible for this debt relief. I'm sure that there is a very, very fine tooth (laughs) calculated probability number of how many people of those 43 million borrowers that are going to be eligible will kind of fall out of this. I don't, as a money person, I find this very interesting. So I'll, I'll update you on this once I have any more info on that. But this could take a few months for all the ducks to get in a row. And all the experts are saying that this application, the simple application should be available by the end of the year, if not sooner, right? So they want to make sure that this application process is taken care of before those student loan payments start again in January. Because obviously, if you're getting your debt wiped out, then you wouldn't need to make a new payment. So if you're, again, someone who has $10,000 or less of debt, then you would fall in that bucket. So these next couple of months are important for you to just kind of pay attention of what's going on. So I'm going to have a bunch of links in the show notes. These are links you should go over and just check out and make sure that you kind of stay abreast of things. So another change, though, is this effort to make payment plans more affordable, less taxing for people. And they're going to make some changes for the income-based plans. And these are definitely in your favor if you have an income-based plan. So you can go straight to the studentaid.gov website to um, find more information. But these are a few facts that I pulled off the site. So they will require borrowers to pay no more than 5% of their discretionary income monthly on undergraduate loans. So this is down from 10% that is available right now under most of the income-driven repayment plans. That's great. That means you might have an even lower payment. They are also going to raise the amount of income that is considered non-discretionary income and therefore is protected from repayment. So this is guaranteeing that no borrower earning under 225% of the federal poverty level, about the annual equivalent of a $15 minimum wage for a single borrower, will have to make a monthly payment. Again, that's big. They're going to forgive loan balances after 10 years of payments instead of 20 years for borrowers with loan balances of $12,000 or less. And they're going to cover borrowers' unpaid monthly interest. So unlike other existing income-driven repayment plans, no borrower's loan will grow as long as they make their monthly payments, even when that monthly payment is zero because of their income. So the way the income-based plans are now is if the calculation works out that maybe you don't have a student loan payment based off your income, it's still... Uh, occurring some interest, right? So this is making a change to that, which is just one of those moments where for future borrowers, man, I just, I'm so happy for you. Like I'm sitting in a, in a chair on a beach with like a cocktail right now, not, not literally, just mentally. (laughs) And I'm raising a glass to you because this is going to offer some, some big payment relief uh, just going forward. So again, the most important thing I want you to do is I want you to know what type of loan you have, how much your balance is. I want you to just understand all of these facts. What loan payment plan are you on? You can find all of this out by calling your student loan servicing company or chatting with them online. I don't care how you get the information, just get the information so you have it handy because I want you to have that $10,000 or that $20,000 if you have a Pell Grant, all right? This 
could be the beginning of real financial freedom if for you. If you're listening now and you and you qualify, think about what you could do with that $10,000 or $20,000 that you're not going to have to pay. Think about how that will change your life. Think about if you invested that, how that will grow and magnify over the years. It starts to become really exciting. So because this is new, again, it's going to be rolled out over the next few months. I highly suspect that you might get a plethora of scam emails and scam phone calls. So as always, just call your loan servicer before you answer to anyone that contacts you directly. And you always want to authenticate the information with the direct source. And you never want to give out your social security number or any of your loan details if you're not proactively making the call, right? So if someone just calls you, please do not engage in the conversation with them. Hang up, get their phone number, and then you call the number back, right? And you figure out whether this is, or actually I should take that back. When they give you the phone number, go directly on to the website and just make sure the phone numbers line up. If they don't, do not call that number back, all right? There's going to be a lot of scams going on. So again, you can always go to the studentaid.gov website to check out your loan specifics and uh, figure out who your loan servicer is. Also, if you moved during the last few years, maybe during COVID, you, you moved somewhere else, while your payments have been paused, pretty, 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 pretty please, make sure you call your loan servicer and let them know your updated address. Make sure they have the updated information because this is critical. You're going to want to stay up to date on how this rolls out and you're going to make sure that you don't miss anything. Again, there is a statistical probability of how many people are just kind of going to miss jumping through some of these hoops. And I do not want them to be one of you, all right? I don't want you to be in that bucket. So now let's talk about the next few months and kind of the future. The first thing I want to just talk about is if you're still going to have student loan debt after the payment resumes in January, now is a great time just to make sure you're on track to start paying them again in January. If you need to save up, I always say, because it's been a while since you made that payment, do a couple of practice months, right? So take that amount of money that you would have to pay for your student loan, move it over to your savings account, just like as if that that amount got taken out from your bank account, right? Just practice for a month or two where you still have that safety net of the money in your savings account that you can move back in, right? Figure out what you might need to adjust. Maybe you need to adjust a little bit of your, uh, you know, eating out money or entertainment money or whatever is kind of your thing, right? Give it a little bit of a practice round. The next thing, if you have some extra cash, think about beefing up your emergency fund or even paying down or even off high interest debt like credit card debt. My rule is anything where the interest rate is over 7% is what I consider uh, high interest debt. And it's best to kind of attack that debt first, all right? Just get that debt kind of off the plate or at least whittle it down some. So really take advantage of these next couple of months when you're not going to have to make that student loan payment and put that money to really good use. Or again, use some of that money for the holidays so you don't have to go in in debt this holiday season because everything's going to be just a little bit more expensive. And as we say in my household, (laughs) everything over the last couple of years has just gotten a little bit shittier. Everything's just a little bit shittier. Everything's taking longer 
things aren't in stock when you need them, uh, things shipping's taking longer, the price of everything is is just a little bit worse. So everything is just a little bit shittier. So when everything just gets a little bit shittier, you just got to work a little bit harder to kind of bring positive light to it. And if you're one of the lucky ones who will have their entire remaining debt wiped clean, again, I'm sitting back in a lounge chair on a beach on a sunny day and I am drinking a margarita in your name because very happy for you. I want you to celebrate and I want you to take a second, just deep breath, just deep sigh of relief. And third, I want you to think about where you can put your student loan payments you were making. Maybe you increase your 401k or IRA contributions or your Roth IRA contributions. I want you to think about making that money grow. Don't just leave it in your bank account because we know what happens when money is just left in our bank account. (laughs) It goes down the deep funnel and it evaporates. So make that money grow or put it towards paying or rapidly paying off expensive debt or maybe shoring up some financial risk you might have like getting life insurance or creating a will or a trust. We've had so many great episodes on this show about shoring up financial risks. And I know it isn't sexy. It isn't always fun. We want to do the fun stuff. Like we want to invest. We want to grow our money. We want to buy a house. We want to do all of those things. And all of that is fantastic. But we also have to make sure that we're taking care of any risks that something doesn't come along and suddenly bankrupt us, right? Um, You know, I've seen every kind of horror story around money that is possible to see. And I don't want that for you. I want you to be really feeling like you're in control of your money as, as best as you possibly can. And if nothing else, use this time to focus on your mindset around money. Use this time to think about the vision. What is the vision you want for the next year of your life, of your money? What are the things you want to achieve, right? How can you take the money that you have now and use it towards helping you get closer to that vision? That's what I want you to be focused on. I want you to put blinders on anything else. Anybody else that's telling you to do this with your money or do that with your money, it doesn't fit for you. What fits for you is to figure out what your vision is, take the money you've got, and start using it to propel you forward. So again, my friend, this is a historic time. This is something very historic. It called for an episode all about this. I know there's been a lot of details and a lot of information given in this episode, but I highly encourage you to listen to it a couple couple of times. Again, I'm going to have links in the show notes to everything that I mentioned and links to a bunch of different articles if you want to read up for yourself on this. But um, whether you oppose this or not, whether you have a strong feeling of negativity or a strong feeling of elation, uh, I just want us to be able to kind of step back when things like this happen and just look at it just from a, just from a, I don't know, like a interesting perspective of, wow, that's really interesting. That is really great for future borrowers. And just kind of remove ourselves a little bit, maybe uncharge the situation. Because I just feel like we've we've gotten in this this pattern with social media, with with just clickbaity stuff, with everything that we're so judgmental, right? And so I see this reflected in in money and the anxiety, the fear, the shame around money for a lot of us. 
it's just getting amplified. Everything is getting, oh, just so much tension. And I want you to just relieve some of that. All right. And hopefully I help you do that through the countless episodes that we that we put out. We really focus on really talking about money. That's what this show is about. All right. So again, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with a friend or family member, somebody who you think might be eligible for this debt forgiveness and celebrate with them. And as always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to everything that I talked about and all of our episode sponsors. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Oh, 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 oh